everybody. Welcome to Romance Report with Shana TV. I'm a professional matchmaker and I have shows that talk about looking and feeling your best and helping you navigate matchmaking, dating, and helping you get into a super happy, healthy relationship because you're bringing your best self to the table. So, you know, a lot of the times people are asking me about dating apps And honestly, I don't, that's not where I source from. And I don't really hop on the dating apps. Matchmakers do. I don't. But so many people have asked me. I invited my friend Rachel Salutsky on. She is a, she's a pro. She's the best. She's going to have the best tips. You're going to love hearing her tips. And she's also the podcast host of Sticky Situations, a Corona Crush sponsored podcast. Talks about all things dating. I was on her show once. I have to tell you, it's so much harder to be a guest than the host. I was like, be interesting. (laughs) Think of cool topics. But she's a pro. So I'm going to bring Rachel on and have her introduce herself. Hey, Rachel, welcome. Hey, Shana. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am so happy you're here. Honestly, like we've chatted a bunch and I knew when everybody was asking (laughs) me, like do something on apps, I'm like, that's it. I'm calling Rachel. Like, who else should I talk to? <laughs> You're the queen. Of- <laughs> so first, I'd love to know, just introduce yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Where do you live? And of course, sticky situations. Okay. I'm Rachel. I'm 29. I live in New York City. I know Shana says I'm the expert on dating apps, which yes, I've been using the apps for a long, long time. I should say that I'm still single. So uh, take any of my advice with a grain of salt. But I could definitely tell you like, how to navigate the apps well. I host a podcast called Sticky Situations where we focus on Jewish dating stories. And a lot, a lot of my stories and my guest stories come from dating apps. Some successful, some not successful, most not successful, but there are some success stories. So you can check out my podcast for stories in regards to the apps. I've been using the apps probably, I think since I was like 23. So it's been, it's been a long time. I think J-Swipe, first came out when I was in college and I downloaded it after college. All my friends were like downloading J-Swipe. So that's where it all started. And then how many, six years later, and we're still here. Right. So Rachel, (laughs) for people who might not know, I mean, I think most people in our circles would know, but J-Swipe is like Jewish swiping, like a Tinder meets a J-Date. Am I right? Yeah, exactly. I think J-Swipe is run by J-Date. They must have acquired them at some point. But yeah, so I never actually used Tinder. I think Tinder also came out probably when I was in college, maybe even in high school. But I, I never dabbled in Tinder. Not but then in high J-Swipe came. What? I said not in high school. <laughs> oh, no, no, definitely not. Definitely not in college, not as an adult, nothing. But when J-Swipe came out, everyone's like, oh, it's the Jewish app. And everyone on there is supposedly Jewish. I have encountered some non-Jews on there. Um, but I like J swipe J swipe is first of all, I should just preface. It's not the best app. So I'm, I apologize if the creators of J swipe are listening. It's just not the best from an app standpoint. Like it crashes all the time. There was actually a J swipe outage for like a couple months on the iPhone. So like all of my friends who didn't have it, couldn't download it or use it from an iPhone and I'm like okay so I have I don't have I have an Android so I was like okay so I'm swiping and only getting Android users um oh my yeah <laughs> I think back 
when I first started J-Swipe, a lot more people were on it and a lot more people were active on it. Now I feel like people go on, play the little swipey swipe game, and then like nothing happens and all your matches expire. And then you wait for more people. And then you play the swipey swipe game again. And it's the same cycle. I have met some, I, I met a lot of guys on J-Swipe over the years. Really not as many, but I still have met a few. People like don't message a lot. So my thing is I wait for the guy usually to message me, but now I just, it depends what I, it depends honestly, like my level of boredom. If I just want to swipey swipe, then I just swipey swipe. And then if I actually am looking for something, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I match with this guy. I'll send a message. Sometimes they don't respond. Sometimes they respond and it's like nothing. But it's the same if a guy messages a girl. Like I've heard a lot of the same from my guy friends that they'll send out a hundred messages and get zero responses. So True. I think J-Swipe people have just become less serious on it. Yeah. Over COVID, I think the dating apps were much more like it was a better way of meeting. A lot more people are talking on the apps. Now I think everyone's back in the real world and people are still talking on the apps, but I think it's people don't go on as much. It's not as it's not as much. So I don't know. I try to keep my expectations very low, which I think in general with dating is a good way of going in. Like you can be hopeful, but like keep your expectations low. Yeah. Especially in this universe of internet dating when you have no idea who this other person is. That's true. That's true. Well, speaking of all the apps, which mm -hmm. ones do you use? And maybe you can give them a little ranking. Okay. So I would say the only ones I'm like actually pretty active on are JSwipe and Hinge. So okay. JSwipe I just described. Hinge is not a Jewish dating app. It's just a regular dating app. You can set your filters for only Jews, which huh? that's why I think a lot of the people who I know like it. Even though you can set the Jewish preferences, you really can't tell if someone's religious or not. So that does make it tricky. I think it's a better setup app. Like the app itself just runs better. I think the people on it are a little bit more serious. Like you have to make like a real profile. Not saying these guys like granted I only see guys profiles. I'm sure girls do the same. They just like BS their way through their profile and it's like, okay, like I don't need to see like five mirror selfies of you at the gym. True. And then like zero real answers to prompts. But you're supposed to put like five pictures or maybe it's six pictures. And you're supposed to answer at least three prompts. And so I, I like that. That kind of personalizes it more. I've tried Bumble. Mm -hmm. um, Bumble also used to be where you could filter it for Jews. Now, I, I got into a relationship like a couple years ago. So I had Bumble, I think, before that I tried it. I didn't, I don't think I ever like really talked to anyone seriously from Bumble. But after that, like when I was in a relationship, obviously I wasn't on the apps. And then after... My relationship ended. Uh, I actually had another relationship right after that, so wasn't on the apps either. But right. I once I like finally got back around to trying Bubble out again, you couldn't filter for Jews anymore, and I'm like, this is dumb, and I just stopped. I'm like, no, we're, we're done with work. this. Right. Yeah, I've also tried Coffee Meets Bagel, oh. and that one is kind of a hard app to use. You can technically filter by Jews. I'm just confused on how the app works. I honestly still don't know, but. You can filter by Jews, but they still show you people who aren't Jewish or aren't in your preferences, which I don't really like. Right. All these apps, they started out good. And now 
they're all geared to making you pay for the full version of it. And I'm like, no, thank you. I've also tried like Facebook dating. That's, I just feel like the guys on there are kind of weird. That, that also sometimes you can set your preferences, but they just show you everyone. And I'm like, okay, I just, I don't care. Although I think I went on the other day by accident. I clicked, you could do a friend setting and like people want to match with you as friends. And I was like, wait, why do I have like a hundred like things on here? So I was going through and it's like, oh, so-and-so wants to be your friend. I'm like, why do I want to swipe to be friends with this random guy who like, like, I have no idea. Like in theory, I guess it's like when you don't live in the Jewish community, maybe it's different, but I'm like, I don't need to like do swipey swipe on apps to find friends. Right. So I don't know. I don't really like those. I would say I like hinge the best. Okay. And that's what I've gotten from my friends also. So we just all, even though you can't really filter for Jewish preferences, you can filter like just for Jewish, but you can't filter for like religious preferences. I think it's, I, I have tips on like how to navigate that. And I don't think, yeah, it's not J-Swipe where you can just filter orthodox kosher or conservative or not only find non-kosher people or things like that. There are ways of doing it where you can find people. And like, I actually, I've, I've met people on Hinge, like great people. I've had nice. relationships from there and like, it's, it's probably the best of the worst. Oh, nice. <laughs> you said you had tips for navigating preferences, whether it's Jewish or or for any preference. How do you further navigate for preferences? Okay. So I guess like for me personally, I am modern Orthodox. I'm looking for somebody who is who keeps Shabbat and kosher. The other stuff I don't like really care so much about. It's more flexible. But for me, it's important to find someone who keeps Shabbat and at least mostly keeps kosher. And like that, those things are important to them. So I think that or anything that is important to you, how to find that on Hinge, even on JSwipe or other profiles where you write a bio, I think Mm -hmm. it's important to put that in your bio or in one of your props. So what I always tell my friends, because they always ask me, they're like, oh, Rachel, what do I do to like find like just religious guys on Hinge? This is Hinge specific, but you can do it for other apps too. And I always put like in one of my first prompts, I always put, I, I choose like, they have options of what you can choose. I think I always do the one I am looking for, or like, like this is a non-negotiable or something like that. And I always put someone who keeps Shabbat and kosher. Okay. Right out there. Front and center. Yeah. I put it front and center. I've seen a lot of other people do that. I think I got the idea from someone else probably. But it's just a way of like telling people because I don't. I used to not have that. And then like if I would match with a guy, I would try to f- like figure out when to bring it up. But right. I'm just like, no, you put it right on your profile. And like, yes, some people don't read profiles like that's just going to or some people are like they see that and they just like don't understand that that's so important to you. And they don't understand that you don't want to date them if they don't keep Shabbat and kosher and they will still try to match with you. And still try to talk to you and everything, which is fine, but it's just like a way that you're up front. And like you could say that about anything. Like I've seen people put if they have children right. that I have kids, like they put it right front and center. And like I'm at the stage of my life, I'm not ready to date someone with a kid. So I appreciate that. And like I appreciate their honesty. It's like, okay, I know this person's not for me because it says right. they have a kid. Exactly. Um, 
or even other things like politics. Yeah. I think on Hinge, you can have a spot where it like says your politics, but I've seen a lot of people. For me, politics really isn't important. So I know if somebody has that in their profile, they're probably not for me. Or like if I see that their opinion, like they're very clear about their opinions and they're very like not what I believe, then they're not for me. True. So that's like my first tip on how to put it in your profile. But again, some people don't read profiles. They don't read bios and they'll still like and you'll still match and you'll still be talking. So I make sure to, I make sure to bring it up like as, as quickly as possible. Like, I don't know, someone will message and you'll be talking and it's like, oh yeah, what am I doing this weekend? Oh yeah. I, I like do Shabbat with my friends. Or, like, they ask, like, favorite foods. It's like, oh, well, I keep kosher. So, like, this is my favorite restaurant in the city. Like, yeah. Like, things like that. You can find ways to bring it up that aren't, like, so, oh, my gosh, it doesn't look like you're religious, but I am. Like, you could just, like, find small ways to bring it up. And it's like, oh, okay. Oh, I don't keep Shabbat. It's like, okay, well, I just don't think that's going to work out. So, I I don't think I should talk anymore. Right, Um, right. There are other like little sneaky ways to like see if you think someone's religious and you can like try to gauge it. My friends and I all like are kind of we we play the guessing game. Like sometimes from a guy's pictures, you can see a yarmulke or if you see some of his pictures are at a Jewish type of venue, like a Jewish wedding. Like you see people in the background with yarmulkes or at a kosher restaurant. It's like, okay, like he probably is. You can tell sometimes by where they went to school or where they're from or where they live. Like, if I see that a guy lives in the Upper West Side and he's from Teaneck, like, okay. maybe I'll think, like, okay, there is a good possibility that he's somewhat religious. Sure. So, or if it says I he went to Yeshiva University and, like, it, it like, all combined. And, like, it's not always that clear. But there there are guys like that. And so you kind of can tell. But, again, I try to bring it up, like, right away because yeah, what's, I don't want to get into and like I used to when you just like feel like talking to someone and you're bored and like okay then you just keep talking but like I try to be more intentional with it and like that I feel like a lot of people on the apps are not so intentional or not so honest with what they want so I try to be more honest and more intentional and like I'm not perfect I know I'm not perfect I know I have guys who start talking to me who I know I don't want to go out with, who I keep answering. And I'm like, okay, I need to just stop answering them. Like, or just tell them that I'm not interested, but we're all guilty of it. And like, again, I'm not perfect, but I do try. Absolutely. So when you are filling out a profile on a dating app, okay, I have a, I have a matchmaker question for a dating app you know, experienced user. So let's say when I make someone's profile, you know, it's, it's, it's a document, there's pictures, I have certain guidelines, I, you know, I ask certain questions. If I made a dating profile, and then handed it back to you, would you be able to uh, maneuver that and manipulate that for various dating apps? Or like, is each dating app so different that you would need new content how does that work? If you have a dating profile and you want to adapt it for different apps? I think you could do it. Some apps, you might need more pictures than others or more information. When I see a dating profile, like I just know from my own personal dating profiles and like my shit off resume, 
like it's very like black and white and not like a lot of personality to it i think with the dating apps you want definitely want to put like something more fun and personality the pictures definitely it could be the same but also maybe add one or two like i always make my first picture like my really nice like profile picture like this is my best picture that i have at the moment that i want people to see first but I also try to put some other like fun things in, like more personality type pictures. And I also usually try to put at least I try to put one picture in with friends, not okay. a lot of friends and never the first picture. And I usually try to pick my married friends who are clearly married, but Good it just bit. like shows that you're like a normal person and you have friends. I would say about 80% of your dating app profile you could take from like a regular dating profile yes. and then maybe adapt it. Like I think on my apps, I have one picture with friends. It's still like a nice picture or maybe that's my funny picture. And I try to have like one funny personality picture, whether I'm wearing like a funny costume or I think right now I have one, I was at a wedding and like someone took a picture of me just like holding two drinks. Like, it's just funny. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's just like a personality picture. Just people that you're fun. And then when it comes to like the bios and prompts, I would make it more like definitely what you're looking for, but not so intense. And then more like interest based. And like, I always go in with the mentality. I want to put something on my profile and my prompts that someone will see and they have something to message you based on. Yes. So so like they see a common interest. My constant of prompts is like that I keep Shabbat and kosher. But I also try to put like something that I'm interested in or something that someone can start a conversation about. So I might say that like, I love my Peloton or like something about my Peloton or something about, I watch a lot of reality TV. So I sometimes put that and that way, like if a guy watches the bachelor, he'll message me or like, I think right now I have something about Taylor Swift on there. And like that way, like, or a lot of guys have messaged me about the Peloton stuff because they're like, oh, I also have a Peloton. It's like, who's your favorite instructor? Like, it's such an nice. easy, such an easy question to to ask about. Or I usually do put the podcast on there because it's like, yeah. oh, if people, even if people don't want to like swipe on me, like maybe they'll listen to the podcast and like, who knows? Like maybe they have stories. They want to come be a guest. So a lot of people ask me about the podcast. I try to be very honest with who I am and what I do on there. I'm not trying to hide anything. I try to say something cute like, oh, yeah, message me and maybe you'll be my next story or like, watch out. Maybe you'll be my next story, which isn't a good thing. Do you think that deters people or encourages them to contact you? Um, Probably both. So here's the thing that I went back and forth about. And that's with anything that's like very honest or like really true about you it's what's your goals are you trying to get the most matches as possible or are you trying to get the ones who you actually want to talk to or who would actually maybe be a good match for you because like if some guy sees that i have a podcast and it's like it's not really a threat but it's just like a cute little like okay like i'll probably talk about this interaction unless we get married well no even if we do get married like I'll probably talk about this interaction on the podcast. Like if he has a problem with that, he's not my guy. Right. There you go. And like, yeah, it is like good. It is like a nice little ego boost when you have like a hundred matches and all these guys who want to talk to you. But at the same time, like you have to filter through all of them and out of a hundred guys, like how many actually do you want to go out with? 
Absolutely. I love how you said, because I, I absolutely think the same way. And I tell people this all the time. Put your talk about like what you bring to the table and talk about who you are, because then you're going to attract the person you want to attract. You know, mm-hmm. so that's that's exactly what I tell people too. I'm glad that glad you're doing that. That's perfect. You talked a little bit about which apps, and you also talked about some of your methods for filtering out maybe people who don't have similar values to you. And you said that you've had some relationships from you know that stem from an app. Do you have a date that stands out as like in in the good or bad way? Do you have a date that stands out in your mind? So. Definitely bad. Okay. Um, I think my good dates from apps just are like, it was just the person. Like they, they did everything quote unquote right in my eyes. Like, I don't know. We talked, we had a call, we got that. That is another piece of advice is get off of the app as quick as possible. And just like, if you're actually interested, get off the app, stop chatting on the app. I always have a phone call first. Like, even right. though, like, people say it's, like, okay, this isn't shut off dating. I'm, like, I know. But, like, I think just as a woman, like, for safety purposes and also to just, like, not waste time, I want to get on the phone and make sure that this person is normal, this person seems okay. But, yeah, so my best dates from the apps, I don't have, like, a best, best date that stands out that came from an app. It's just, like, the guy was respectful. The guy was intentional. The guy was did the right things like we had a call he was a seemed like a decent guy we go out on a date we like probably drinks dinner like the usual first date and like we just connect we clicked so and like it's happened a few times i told i had two relationships from the apps like it's like some guys on there are good and genuine and like you can make real connections so my worst dating stories, I have so many. And so this is just another plug to go listen to Shaky Situations because like, oh, you can hear all of my really bad dating stories from the apps. Like, like there are a lot. Yeah. Um, go listen. Also your friends, like I've listened yeah. to a bunch of them and like, <laughs> they're telling stories. If like, I don't live in New York, you know, but like, if I want to hear about like, the fun New York dating life. Like I go and listen to sticky situations. Yeah. Yeah, So you can hear all, I'll tell you like one of my bad dates that like sticks out the most to me. But if you want to hear all of them, I have a lot and not even dates. It's like even leading up to the date, like terrible interactions with these guys, like go listen to the podcast. But okay. So I, I would say my worst date, I have two worst dates from G swipe and they're both from G swipe. And, but I'll tell one of them, it was the first G-Swipe date I ever went on. So I didn't really know how it worked. It was like, okay, this guy's messaging me. He seems fine. He wants to meet up. Okay. Mind you, I'm 23. I have no idea what I'm doing. I am living in New York City. It was working full time. So I told him I was going out to clients for work. So I was like, okay, meet me by my client office after work. I assumed he would come up with a plan. Let me know. I'm wearing my work clothes. I was like, I picked a cute outfit for work, but like I'm in work clothes. Like I'm wearing flats. I have my work backpack. Like I, I'm ready to like go sit at a restaurant or a bar and like just talk to someone. And so he meets me. He is not dressed like I am dressed. He's like wearing like a dirty t-shirt and like beat up jeans. And like, I don't, I don't even know. Um, He was, he was so awkward 
And I didn't have a phone call with him before. Like I've developed a lot of my like tips from my own experiences. And so he meets me. We're on the east side, Midtown East Side, probably in the 50s. Yeah, in the 50s, for those of you familiar with New York. And he's like, okay. And we're just walking around. And he's like, okay, let's go to a bar. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go to a bar. Like, I'm not really in the mood to drink. It's like five o'clock, but like, whatever. We'll just go sit in a bar and talk. This is also the summer and it was very hot outside. So we start walking all the way east. He's like, oh, there's a bar on like, or he didn't even know where the bars were. And I'm like, okay, I went to school kind of around here. We're, we're already on the east side. Like, let's walk to like third Avenue, second Avenue, which is like pretty far east. And so we start walking. We are almost there. And he's like, oh my gosh, I just realized I can't get into a bar. I forgot my ID. I'm like, like, okay, so number one, you didn't come up with a plan. You didn't like look to see locations and now you don't have your ID. So we can't even go to a bar. So we keep walking. And then there was a Starbucks. He's like, do you want to get a Starbucks? And I'm like, sure. So I'm just like, I just want to stop walking and I want to go inside. Like it's hot out. I'm not in comfortable shoes. I'm not in comfortable clothes. And I have my backpack. So we go into Starbucks and we order drinks and then there is nowhere to sit. He's like, okay, do you want to take this and keep walking? And I'm like, not really. But then like, we didn't have any other choice. So we kept walking. And so then we start walking West and we walk through Times Square, which like, for those of you who are familiar with the geography of Manhattan, like that's like in the middle, but also on the West side. So we have walked in the 50s, all the way east of Manhattan. Then now we are making our way west. And he's like, oh, do you want to stop somewhere? Like, we see the M&M store. So we stop in the M&M store. And he's like, do you want anything? I'm like, no, I want to sit down somewhere. Like, no, I don't want M&Ms. Like, and then we leave the M&M store and we keep walking west. And we we walk all the way to 12th Avenue, which is all the way west of Manhattan. Like, that's the last avenue oh, in boy. Midtown. So. Then we we keep walking and he's like, okay, where do you want to go now? And I'm like, honestly, I want to go home. But yes. like, not here. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay. So then I came up, he's like, should we go to Central Park? And I'm like, okay. But already I'm like formulating a plan in my head. I'm like, maybe I could get him to Columbus Circle. And then, because Columbus Circle is where the park starts. And okay. I'm like, okay, maybe I can get him to Columbus Circle. And my train is at Columbus Circle. Okay. Um, so we 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 walk back, we pass back through Times Square, and someone's like asking if we want to go to a comedy show. He's like, Do you want to go to a comedy show? And I'm like, No. I'm like, I have to go to work tomorrow. Like it's getting late already. Right. And like it was still summer, so it was light out. But okay, so then we walk to Columbus Circle. I see my train. I see my escape. So we walk into the park and I'm like, okay, I will give him like 10 more minutes and then I'm going to go home. And finally we sit down on like a rock or something in Central Park and he's like talking to me. Mind you, this whole time he wasn't good at with conversation. Like I was making the, all the conversation for the date and we're walking. I'm not happy, but I'm like, I'm still like. 29-year-old Rachel would have never done this. Like, if if I had gotten to a date and a guy didn't have a plan, I would be like, okay, I'm going home. Like, or I would, like, ask him ahead of time, like, what's the plan? So that's, like, amongst me and my all my friends, like, that's our dating pet peeves. Like, when a guy doesn't have a plan, like, 
it's not that hard to go on Google and pick a bar. And if that plan doesn't work, there's going to be another bar next door and that's fine, but just pick something. So I talked to him on the rock for like five minutes and I was like, um, it's getting kind of late and like, I have to go to work tomorrow and my train is right there. So I think it's time for me to go home. So he walks me to the train because he's also, I'm going uptown, he's going downtown. And so he just, like, he barely said goodbye. Like, it was very weird. We part ways, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so happy this is over. I just want to go home. So then, like, I didn't really know how to do this. So I get home, and my roommate is helping me draft up a message to say, like, I never want to see you again. Because, oh, so on on the train ride home, he sends me a message. He's like, hey, I had a lot of fun. You want to do this again? And I'm like, literally, I'd rather poke my eyes out. But, like, so I got home, and my roommate was helping me draft a message. So I sent a very nice message, like, it's, I just don't think this is a good match, and, like, yeah, whatever. So then I sent that when I got home. It was probably, like, 9 o'clock, maybe. So then I wake up the next morning, and I see that he sent me a message at 2 a.m. This is still on the app. He sent me a message at 2 o'clock in the morning, and he's like, oh, he had answered my message before. He's like, no worries, best of luck with everything. So then I wake up the next morning. I see that he has sent me a message at two o'clock in the morning. And it was like, can I just ask you why? And I just like didn't respond. And then eventually he like deleted the match. And I'm like, okay, cool. Wow. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Hold off one second. I know this was one of your first dates using apps. So I know you've grown and things have changed. But like, did he even meet like your basic criteria for being Jewish, being observant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He was, he was Orthodox. Honestly, I'm pretty sure he was yeshivish trying to not be yeshivish. Like okay. he had like 10 siblings, lived in Brooklyn, like didn't have yeah. an education, but like I found this all out on the date. Like, and, and just in case people don't know, cause I have a diverse listenership, mm-hmm. just in case people don't know. So before when Rachel mentioned the word shiduch, that's the Jewish way of matchmaking, the religious Orthodox Jewish way. And also she said the word yeshivish, which is a, you know, men go to like a private school to like, you know, learn the Torah and be their best Jewish selves in a nutshell. So, so you're thinking that he was uh, maybe trying to not be exactly that. Yeah. But also he was like socially off. So points to you for not ghosting points to you for being a human being and sending him a message like, Hey, you know what? Nice to meet you. Thanks for your time. We're not a match. And bam, you did it. That's all you needed to do. And you totally did it. So yeah. Amazing. Do you tell people to like wrap up or like normally would you, is there a, I know that's a whole different topic. You probably have like a bunch of uh, two ghosts or not two ghosts on sticky situations. <laughs> is that, I mean, is there really ever a reason to ghost? Um, I think as my general rule, if you're just talking on an app, I don't think you have any obligation to keep talking to someone. Like if the conversation ends or you're just like not feeling it, you can stop talking. Like it's not the most polite thing to do, but like, you're still just chatting and it's still just on the app. I don't think it's so rude to just like stop answering. That's like where I'm okay with it. Like I'm not personally offended if a guy does that to me, like I do it to guys. I think if you've already moved to having like each other's numbers, 
I think it is nice to say, like, even if you haven't talked or met in person, I think it's nice to say, like, hey, like, maybe this just isn't a good match. Or, like, I actually started seeing someone else. Honesty is the best policy with people. And, like, definitely if you've talked on the phone or met in person, you should send a message, like, hey, it was nice to meet you. I just don't think this is a match. I have had situations where I've been on really, really, really terrible dates and I never want to see the guy ever again. And he never follows up. And I'm just like, I'm not following up. Usually I will. Like, usually I will still send the message. Like, and I, I, I've talked about this on my podcast too, about like the difference between men and women and who should message first. I think my general rule is if I'm not feeling it, I will send a message. Yeah. So I, I think it's just the nice thing to do. It's just like, I also, I don't like leaving open ends. I don't like leaving things open-ended. I don't want people to like come back into my life and just think that like we stopped talking for a year, like not a year, but like we stopped talking for a few months. Then they're just like scrolling through their unsaved numbers and be like, oh yeah, I was talking to this girl. Let me message her. Like, hey, what's up? Like, no, I don't want that. Like if you do want to come back, it's going to be like, hey, like I know we were talking before and, and like this and this happened, but like, I think circumstances have changed. Would you want to like meet up? Like, be intentional. I don't want to, like, have a texting buddy and then, like, them drop off for a few months and then come back and try to be my text. I don't want a texting buddy in general, but, yeah. like, I just don't like that. So, I I just feel like it's respectful to someone else. And, like, I, I go in with the mindset that people are talking to other people. Like, right. I'm talking to other people. And until you establish that you're dating exclusively and you're not talking to other people. It's not like it's, I think it's a very different mindset than if somebody sets you up with someone or you meet in person, I think it's the apps. So you just expect that people on the apps are talking to multiple people. So like, if you do start dating someone, you need to like say it, or you need to, it needs to be like a mutual understanding. Like one of the relationships that I had from the apps it started out very casual. I wasn't really looking for a relationship. I was just having some things going on in my personal life. And I made that clear to him. I'm like, I can't tell you not to talk to other people. Like, I'm not ready to like have a real commitment here. Like I'm enjoying spending time with you. And then eventually, like, as we started dating, I'm like, we're in a relationship. We're exclusive. You're not mm -hmm. talking to other people. But then like, I think the second guy who I dated more seriously from an app, we started talking and it, it, it just felt a little bit more serious. I think we were both more intentional with it all. And like, once we went on a date, I don't think I was really talking to other people anymore. I don't think he was either. So like, we did have the conversation eventually, but it was already like kind of an understood thing. But I think like, until, unless you know that you need to go in with the mindset that people are talking to other people. And like, if you're talking to someone on an app, and you, you think you're vibing with them, they might be talking to like three other girls and vibing with someone way more. So right. like, you can't get offended if they're like, I do appreciate the message. Like it has happened before where a guy will message me like, Hey, like i really enjoy talking to you, but like I started seeing someone else and like, yeah. that's fine. That's totally fine. I've sent the message also. And I just think it's more respectful. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's also like, maybe I like this person. Maybe I would want to set them up with a friend in the future. Or if they ever like, I'll usually say like, I started seeing someone, I'll let you know if things change. And it's like, you can always go back. I am a believer of that. Like, unless things end really badly, you can go back. 
like you vibed with someone at some point and just because it, it ended for a reason like you could send another message like hey like i know i was seeing someone a few months ago i just wanted to see like are you available would you be interested in talking again Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you have some experience, some great methods, some great tips. And I want to throw up here your top tips for navigating apps. I'll read them to everybody. So first, Rachel says, don't be afraid. She also says two: be authentic, intentional, but beware of people who are not. And three, have fun. So those are your top tips. And do you want to expand on any of them or, or add to any of your top tips for navigating dating apps? Yeah. So I'll just like explain. So the, for the first one, don't be afraid. Like, don't be afraid to put yourself out there, whether it's making the profile in the first place, whether it's sending a message, whether it's putting like interesting information about yourself. Just don't be afraid because mm-hmm. like, what do you have to lose? You're not, I mean, like don't put your social security number on there or right. like your address. You don't have really anything to lose. So don't be afraid. So, and then be authentic, intentional, and beware of people who are not. So be yourself, be intentional, like say what you want, but also realize that not everyone is like, there are a lot of, I've encountered, like for me, I'm looking for a relationship on the apps. I've Mm -hmm. encountered many guys on the apps, like in my own personal experience. And I'm not saying it's just guys specific. I'm sure there are girls out there also who are not looking for a relationship. They're looking for um, even in the, the Orthodox Jewish dating world, they're looking for a hookup. They're looking for a texting buddy. They don't know what they want. And like, if you make it clear what your intentions are, sometimes the lie, like sometimes a guy will be like, oh, yeah, I'm looking for a relationship. And then like, he just sends you gross messages. And it's like, okay, clearly you're not. And it's also like, beware of people who might ghost you or beware of people who are trying to catfish you. Beware yeah. of people who like say they're one thing, but they aren't. So just beware of that and then have fun with it. Again, don't take things so personally. Don't take things so seriously. I think if a guy treats you badly, a guy is treating you badly. Like, don't, don't brush that off. Like I I had a recent experience actually, like I've had tons of experience where guys don't treat me nicely on there and whether it's messaging or after we've like talked on the phone or met in person, like, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying like, don't take it personally if like you swipe on a guy and he doesn't swipe back on you. Don't take it personally if you send a message that goes unresponded. Don't take it personally if like the conversation drops off or a guy ghosts. Just you can't take anything personally. Unless Amazing. like it is something to take personally, then he treats you bad. Like I don't I've had guys threaten me on there. Like I've reported them. Like Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Like bad stuff. Like there are bad people, which goes back to my point number two. There are really bad people on the apps. Not a lot, but there are a few. So just watch out and do your research. Like do your research on people before you go on a date, like put safety precautions in place, like have a phone call. Yes. Look them up on Facebook. See if you have mutual friends. Ask those mutual friends. Send your friends your location. I always send all my friends my location when I go on a a date from the dating apps. So like just be cautious. You can be like cautiously optimistic. You could like have hope, like, but just be cautious also. Absolutely. Yeah. No, these are amazing tips for advocating for yourself while navigating dating apps and having some fun and putting your best foot forward and putting yourself out there and trying to attract the kind of person that you would want to attract. So these were amazing, amazing tips. 
And of course, to hear more, where could they go, Rachel? You could find Sticky Situations Podcast on anywhere you get your podcasts. You could also follow Sticky Situations Pod on TikTok and Instagram. And shoot me a message if you want to come be a guest. And yeah. So and Rachel has a dating application, should you want to date her as well. Oh yeah, that's true too. <laughs> you can send me a message and I can send you that. Serious inquiries only. Serious only. Amazing. Well, it's been a pleasure and I love chatting with you. You're always giving great tips and just putting yourself out there in a really authentic way. So I appreciate that. And I know all the listeners, you know, will as well. So this has been Romance Report with Shana TV with my special guest today, Rachel from Sticky Situations. And yeah, keep dating, you know, listen to both of our podcasts for totally, you know, a wide variety of do's, don'ts, helpful tips and whatnot. So thanks again. Thank you.